Hey, St. Paul, welcome to episode 11 on our study of the Holy Spirit. Emily, thank you for being here. Wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it for the world. I agree with you, and we're so uh, thankful that you are joining us also today, whether you're joining us uh, through our website, whether you're joining us through Apple iTunes or uh, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Spotify. It's it's out there. And... Uh, <laughs> We are a blessing to the world yeah. through so many outlets. You just, you just, you, sooner or later, you'll be able to stand outside Target and get it, I guess. I don't know. Um, have those progressive signs, you know, that they're um, pointing this way or that way. But it's been so much fun. Um, yes. What, what has gone through your mind and your heart, other than the fact that you didn't think that we'd be still doing this right now, um, but you, with a smile on your face, are glad uh, that we are, and I am too, but what has stood out to you in this, this study so far? The way that it just has come together and how it has flowed and what, um, and that we're only on chapter three of Acts today, but the way that it's just kind of fed itself, kind of like, you know, a sourdough starter that you have to feed and... Um, and yet the yield out of that when you keep feeding it is something delicious and wonderful. And this has just been a process that has been so rewarding and enlightening and encouraging. And I'm still just, (laughs) just flabbergasted (laughs) that anyone is listening. (laughs) You you were sharing before we started how this all started, this desire inside of you, uh, that you knew that God was telling you that, um, there was something in store for you in the near future? Yes. Um, when we were in Israel, actually, um, I mean, what year was that? <laughs> that was... Um, was it 2018? Yeah, February 2018. Okay, so then that was when that I kind of got a clue that I wanted to do more than the one Bible study that I was teaching. And so now when I look back, I can say... This is it. This is what this was the seed that the Lord planted while um, I guess while we were in Capernaum, while we were around the Sea of Galilee and then being in Jerusalem and and Jim and I had our last night there. We went to dinner, just the two of us and the conversations that we had at dinner and even him encouraging me and affirming um, what I thought that the Lord had been saying while we were while we were there. And so now I can look back and say, oh, well, this is it. This is what has been. This is what the Lord has been preparing me for um, as I've sat and waited like now. Is this it? Should I do this? What? what I, I mean, and it it's come across in a lot of different ways. And um, the few things that I've tried in, in the midst of and in the middle of and waiting for is have not panned out and worked as long, you know, it worked for a little bit, but it wasn't. And I was like, well, I guess I was wrong about that. Maybe I didn't hear the Lord correctly. But now that I can sit back right now, because I just realized just talking to you before we started recording that that's when Acts was really laid on my heart. Um, So it's just interesting to look back at the last two years, two and a half years, and look at what started and what all has happened and then where we are now. So that's been super rewarding to me. I think what I appreciate the most is that after you received and you heard um, through the Holy Spirit that 
that this was in store for you, something uh, in Acts, and probably did not actually foresee exactly what it would look like. But your perspective or your anticipation changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just knew that I knew that I would be teaching. What I thought was going to happen was I would teach more than one Bible study. You know, I've been teaching at St. Paul for five or six years on Tuesday mornings and love it. I mean, I really love it. I loved um, the group of ladies that came, even if I was related to half of them. But, um, you know, we I love that group and I miss them. And as, you know, pandemic has started, it's kind of hard to get together. And we had to abruptly end in the middle. And, you know, and I just felt like, you know, two years ago that I'm going to teach more than one class or maybe I'll sure. I'll teach somewhere else or it maybe it's something else that I'm supposed to do. Um, and that's not exactly what I don't think is what's starting. When you feel that prompting of the Holy Spirit in your life, how difficult is it not to outrun what the Holy Spirit is prodding and start to orchestrate what it might look like? And, you know, you said that it might look like doing another Bible study, but but here here we are and we it's me and you <laughs> and we have a platform that uh, reaches or has the potential to reach so many folks yeah so this is our shameless plug to share <laughs> share this podcast with those that you love and those that you know and um, we sure do appreciate it okay and shameless plug now <laughs> how did you find yourself not uh, outrunning God in that Oh, it's hard not to, because you think, okay, he's, I've gotten this word. Now it's time. It's, oh, it's going to be next week. I'm going to see. I mean, and it's been two years. So over the, over the course of time, I mean, I've, I'll stop every once in a while and it's like, oh gosh, I, wait, I'm, am I supposed to be doing something? What is it? Did I miss something? What what is this that I'm, what if I've messed up? What if the Lord wanted me to take this step and I didn't do it? Um, and a lot of it is me going, oh, well, maybe it'll come back. I don't know. Because <laughs> I am kind of, I don't want to say that I'm lazy, but I get overwhelmed so easily. And I'm not, I mean, I don't, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants in general. Um, we just kind of roll with the punches at the Trotter household, all of us, which I guess is great in some regard. But we're not real on top of things. You know, Emily, you got it really good there because just like my mother, you were blessed with four boys. <laughs> That's right. And they just pretty much <laughs> raised themselves. <laughs> um, you know, so, and, and I'm actually better than Jim is. And so, I mean, we just kind of roll with it and it's real easy for me to get real overwhelmed when I think there are a lot of steps involved, when I'm going to have to take notes and remember things and, Wow, it's really overwhelming to me, which, um, because I don't, I feel like I'm ill equipped and I don't know where I'm going and I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how to do the next step, you know, and that is something I'm certainly in the midst of with um, part of this journey that this podcast has even brought, brought on. But, um, because in the midst of all this as well, I've started a nonprofit and I'm getting involved and, you know, down on Sixth Avenue around um, Truth Spring and in the Highland community. And so 
And I know that that's all connected. It's all so connected, but I have not a clue as to what I'm doing. But the cool thing is that I was telling someone this weekend was, I just feel like the Lord is bringing people to me. I feel like there have been so many people that have said, gosh, I want to help you. I want to do this with you. What can I do? How can I help you? And um, I just, the Lord is just laying it on people's hearts. And it's just been really rewarding and such a blessing. And at the same time, it's so humbling because it's, why did you want me to do this? Because clearly I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to run this. I don't know how to, y'all, I can't even print labels off (laughs) my printer. I mean, I am not technologically blessed in that area. Um, But my my friend, um, I have a friend from high school that we've reconnected with. And um, all of you know her. It's Wendy Jenkins. So we'll use this as a way to um, also make her feel like she's being called um but you know she's really good at that and so I mean she said I you know I can print labels and I was like yes I know that's why I'm so thankful that we're going to lunch um so it's just been really neat to see how the Lord is kind of bringing it all into fruition and even as you are living into this now um and know that and and I would imagine that uh, the Holy Spirit is still uh, giving you glimpses of what tomorrow or uh, the next year or the next five years might look like. There's something about embracing the right now and looking around. Um, there, it, you know, there's so many Christians that remain defeated in their in their spiritual life, and and I say this because I, at times, resemble this. Yeah, that that we um, grasp a hold in this at one moment and we hear and we connect and, and we identify that this is the unmistakable prodding of God in this direction, but Monday comes along or Thursday at 7 a.m. comes along and you're running late to taking your daughter to school, which happens often for me in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you're like, now, what was that again? Uh, maybe it'll come back. Yeah. It's, there, there's something that we can learn from what you're telling us, that we look around for God each day. And what, you know, is this the promise? Is this what you're doing? Is that what we're doing? Is this the person that we're supposed to pray with? Is that the person that we are to um, uh, forgive there's so much power when we release our own desires and our own um, ambitions and embrace for at least, uh, even if it's forced at times, that we have a little reminder on our watch or we send ourselves uh, staged emails, scheduled emails, hey, look for God right now. Look for God right now. There is something so empowering about that because it, it forces us to look back and grasp what we had heard and remember and see it in this perspective right now yeah when it like we're, we're gonna get into acts and let's do this now acts chapter three it's easy for us to look at these scripture passages and these wonderful narratives where god dynamically amazingly miraculously stepped into people's narrative and changed in a very real way 
narratives or trajectories of people's lives. And it's easy for us 2,000 years later, or even longer if we're reading passages in the Old Testament, it's easy for us to say, well, that happened then. But when we read these and we read the promises that Jesus has for us, that he intended for us to embrace today, it has the ability to step out of that narrative, transport itself, and actually sit on our hearts and encourage us to ask that question, what does this mean for me right now? I love that you just said that he intended it for us as well. That it was never, he never said or did or moved in any way that was meant just for then. He always had us in mind and everyone to come. I mean, he always meant for this message and his words and his work to, um, gosh, the intentionality of God, just having Emily Trotter and John Few and, you know, everyone at St. Paul and Columbus, Georgia, just in general, just having us specifically in his, in his mind as he was walking on the earth all those years ago. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why would he do that? <laughs> I'm so... I'm so thankful. It gives my heart relief Mm. when I just am encouraged to obey. I can't tell you, and I won't even try to convince you that I have always obeyed. (laughs) I feel like lightning is about to strike. No, I have not (laughs) always. I have not always (laughs) obeyed. I, I, I haven't. And, and, Many times I have tried to work it out on my own. I had tried to merge God's kingdom with my kingdom and make sense of it and rationalize Mm -hmm. it. I have tried to work out the logistics through a flow chart of what it might look like and how do we get from point A to point B. But God doesn't want us to do that. No. What God wants us to do is obey, is to take a, a step of faith in obedience. Yeah. And, and the blessing that comes when we do that is just, we, this weekend I, I was on a little retreat and um, my friend was leading us in yoga, but not, um, not any kind of strict, here's what we're doing now, everybody. It was very open and very, um, very moving. And it was a beautiful thing that none of us, you know, I I said afterwards, you know, I had no idea that that was about to happen. (laughs) I didn't know that it was going to be that way. That's, I mean, I had in my mind what I thought would happen, what would, what it would be like to go through this um, spiritually led yoga, you know, hour. And, it turned out nothing like I had envisioned. Um, but I, she said, as she was leading us, she said, whatever you're carrying, put it down. Let it go. Whatever you're carrying. And you talking about things that 
we have and things that we're praying for and things that we want. And it's like we're offering them up, but we've got our hands closed. Like we're still holding the bag or whatever it is if I'm passing off something. Well, no one can take anything from you if you don't let it go. And so this idea that if you open your hands and release that tension and just let it go and just visualizing somebody else picking it up the load, then, gosh, that leaves so much more room for everything else. It leaves so much more room for growth and for more and for receiving and accepting and moving in the way that you might be called. And I think that's part of obedience. That's part of the, you know, if I let it go, he'll be able to take it and he'll be able to use it, but it also frees me up to do what he wants me to do. Um, But she was just saying that she was like, breathe in, Heavenly Father, breathe out, thank you for so that with every breath, we were being mindful and aware of just the thoughts that were coming into our minds. And um, it really was a good reminder that, you know, we have this, you know, everybody's into this gratitude and how to show gratitude and how to be mindful. That's really such a buzzword for right now. But you don't have to be, you're, the challenge is to just be aware and be grateful and realize, have that gratitude. But you don't have to put the pressure on yourself to keep thinking of new things. It can be the same all the time. Um, and that was a great remind for, reminder to me to let it go and just be aware. When you say let it go, it, uh, I'm, I'm picturing or I'm putting myself in your shoes and I'm thinking of those things that I don't want to surrender those things that I'm too prideful to put in, to let go of those things that I want to control. Right. Those things. But for me, the most, the, the most overarching feeling is um, those things that I, that what I, what I'm encouraged personally to let go of are those things that I want to control the outcome. Right. Or, or two, yes, there are things that the burdens that the things you don't want to surrender, which of course, um, those, those areas of our life. But I also think too, like, I know that, and it is a control thing. It is because I guess it's, if you, if I, now that I'm thinking about it as I'm talking, even the things that I'm saying, yes, Lord, here, this is what, yes, yes, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm into this. Yes, I'm coming to you. Yes, I, use me. I want to be your vessel. I want you to pour into me. Yes, yes, yes. But even in those moments, being fully aware that you're not also holding on to it and dragging it back down. Like if it starts to, if you start into this, if you start on the path and into your journey, being open and being free to be moved, gosh, instead of just thinking, okay, here's what the Lord gave me to do. Here's how I'm going to do it. And here's da, 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 da. And I'm going to go ahead and make my plan. And my husband so sweetly, and Jim Trotter, 
y'all hug him if you see him because oh no that'll really weird him out because he's he's not about the COVID um but he has just I mean he spoke to me he said the other day Emily don't get in the way of the Lord stop it as I was trying to, but Jim, I don't know about, what about this? What about this? What about this? I mean, I don't know what this means. I don't know. We need to call so-and-so. We need to do this. I mean, what about now? Can we do this now? Or should we wait for a few minutes? And uh, I mean, maybe next month. I mean, when do you think? And he was, he just was like, Emily, stop. You can't get in the way of the Lord. And for him to say that to me, Jim, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. I needed that. <laughs> and, and what's amazing, Emily, is 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 that we have this uh, this feeling that if it's not accomplished through me, then God's kingdom is going to fall. Right, or on my timeline. Yes. Yeah, I mean, when I'm, you know, so so now that you know, as and I think that when once things get going, like and, and using the, myself as as the example over the past two years you know something would happen and I'd get all wound up and then okay here we go here we go here we go it's gonna happen it's gonna happen no that's not it and then now that I've got things happening and things are going to say oh this is it here's what I need to be doing here's what needs to happen here here's what the next step should be no I I don't know what it is you know, that there's that song, uh, the Martins sing it, you know, God doesn't always call the equipped, but he will equip the call. He knows everything that we need to make sense of it all. So, I mean, remembering that, even though I think that I want to, and I may think that I have the skill set to do such and such, but he may want to do it an entirely different way than what I'm coming up with. It seems like the process of letting go, of surrendering, it actually has the opposite of effect that than what we imagined. We we think that it, it we imagine that letting go means it's all going to fall to pot, that everything is going to crumble, but or letting, it'll go away, or it'll go away. <laughs> yeah, it'll just float off. <laughs> yeah, but letting go actually releases us from what for the responsibility to fall on our shoulders. I I love in some prayers that I will say that, God, this is one of your problems. Thank you for taking care of it. Yeah. I mean, Jesus invites us to do that, invites us to lay our burdens, those things that are burdening us to lay on him. Now, the solution might be that I have to forgive somebody or I have to reconcile with somebody. But that does not mean that I'm not responsible for doing what I need to do. But I'm talking about that emotional weight that yeah. consumes consumes me. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, part of it also may require something for someone else. I mean, you may be ready, and you may have been praying for something and ready for this, but perhaps the waiting also is part of your waiting is waiting for whoever else the Lord is wanting to come along with you, waiting for them to get that. I was praying one time specifically for something. And I was like, Lord, gosh, you can do this. Why? 
you can do this, Lord. You can you can fix it. You can make this situation go this way. And and he clearly said, Emily, this isn't yours. I hear you. I know it's a problem. This is not yours. This is not your thing to ask for. I know it affects you. I know that you're involved in this, but it's not yours. Somebody else has to ask. And that was a moment where I was like, oh. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I had you until you said, God was saying, this is for somebody else to ask. That was a sharp turn for me. I, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I mean, that, wow, mind blown. I mean, that's. Yeah, I'm, I was, my mind that, was blown as well. I'm letting that sink in here for a second. <laughs> um, that is the only time specifically that, that, that I can pinpoint yeah. that that has happened. Um, very interesting. I love that. I, yeah. I love it. And it was very clear. And because I went to the person that I thought, it was intended for and said, I feel like this is yours. I'm praying for it, but I feel like you have to pray for it. And at that point I had to here again, let go and release my fear and the tension that I had and my, Oh gosh, I hate this part. I had to let go of that and say, well, it's not mine. This is this that I've been burned with. This isn't my deal. I, and I feel like I can fix it. If everyone would just listen to me and do it the way that I think that this should happen, it would be fine. We could move on. But that's not the way it is. Uh, hardly ever. It is so <laughs> I hard. Know, I know it's shocking. Hardly ever does everyone fall in line with what I want to do. <laughs> it's so hard, even raising children. And those out there uh, know what I'm feeling here is is to let go and let you know your older kids, as they get older, to to make decisions and not have to hold their hand. And when John Arthur, our 20 year old was, was a baby, I'll I'll tell you that, you know, we didn't want him on swings. We wanted, uh, we didn't want him to do monkey bars. And, you know, it was like, if we could be there and be, have our hands around his waist, just ready for him to fall so we can catch him, you know, and, or we would wrap him in bubble wrap so that if he did fall, he would bounce, you know, (laughs) but there is something about sitting at a distance and, and when they get older and they're more capable that you almost have to let them fall you have to let them you know learn from certain things yeah but it's not that you've you know see the picture in your mind it's it's not the parent turning his or her back and walking away it's the parent that's sitting there still watching and allowing. and so I think there's something about what God is is allowing us to do is he wants us to go through this this struggle of letting go it is a struggle this is a battle he lets us fight inside of ourselves. He doesn't let us fight without the tools and without the Holy Spirit empowering us, but he he lets us because it is something that we have to go through to get to a place where we can um, embrace more and more and more of all that God is doing in us, through us, and around us um, through the Holy Spirit. Right, and he wants us to be emptied out so that he can fill us back up. That is so important. Yeah. I was uh, listening to, I wasn't listening to it. I was, <laughs> I was reading, <laughs> I was, I was reading a sermon from A.W. Tozer that he gave to the students at Wheaton College in, I think it was 1950 uh, something around that that time frame and 
it was centered around this notion of uh, the Holy Spirit. People, Christians, should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And of course, he goes through certain things that everyone has to settle in their minds before the, the before they embrace that filling of the Holy Spirit. And one of those things is know that you can be filled and know that God actually wants you to be filled and, and know that there is this relationship between your desire and the filling. And he quotes Matthew chapter five, verse six, which is part of that Beatitudes. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And in those, the filling is in exact proportion to the desire, to that hunger. So there's this need, not only for us to believe that we can be and that God wants us to be, but there has to be this desire for us to to be filled. And I think, I think many Christians desire it. We look at Peter and we think, man, if we could just walk on water, if we could just speak like Peter spoke in those, in those opening day, those opening chapters of, of, uh, of Acts, if we could, man, what would be cool would be that we could just heal people or do these things. And so we, we have this aspiration, but again, what we're doing is we're jumping a million miles down the road and we're unwilling to take that first step of, of, of surrender, of, of letting go. This just did not happen to Peter. It was that process of, of being with Jesus, of learning, of being uh, reinstated at the Sea of Galilee and Capernaum. But there's this desire, this desire that is is needed. A.W. Tozer writes that if you have come to terms with these things, then to be filled with the Holy Spirit means that you have to empty yourself. You have to present yourself as an empty, as an empty vessel. He talks about D.L. Moody, who, um, when he preached on these things, he used to take two glasses in a pitcher of water, and he would try to pour water into a full glass of water. And then he would tell his congregation, he says, you cannot get water into a glass that is full. And then he would pour it out, and then he would say, now, while holding up an empty glass, he says, now it can be filled. And I think there's something so true with that, that, that we can only fill an empty vessel. You have to be empty. If there's anything in our hearts, anything that is hidden, God cannot fill you very full. So maybe the first step, we talked to weeks past about surrendering ground, that we have surrendered ground time and time again to Satan We've given him a power over certain areas of our lives and certain uh, areas of our influence. And, and we find ourselves just backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up and, and feeling so defeated. So maybe, maybe, maybe the first step for us is just to try to stand still yeah. and empty ourselves right. for that. Right. Just because how many times, especially in the, oh, it's not just the New Testament. How many times in the Bible does it say, stand firm? Be courageous. Stand firm. I'm going to be with you. Stand firm. That We are reminded over and over again that that's one of the first things we need to do. And one of the things, I mean, Paul, to all these churches, as he was writing to them, was like, stand firm. Remember. Remember what I've taught you. 
so that when these other things happen, that you'll be able to say, no, 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 that's not right. And Paul talked, told them that because he knew they needed to hear it. Yeah. Just like when God told Joshua, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. Four or five times in three verses, he said that because he knew inside Joshua was about to overtake <laughs> Canaan. He was a little afraid about yeah. that. He was sort Rightfully of scared. So. Rightfully so. <laughs> so hear what God is telling you. Hear the 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 promises that He is sharing with with you, and and empty your fear, your doubts, your ambitions, and surrender them. It, it, it may be just so that God can you know, take the stinger out of that thing that is controlling you. Maybe it's a, a video game and maybe it's uh, too much time on uh, Facebook or social media, or maybe it's even a darker uh, temptation and, and sin. But what God wants to do is take that stinger out and clean it and, and allow it to be used for his kingdom. And as long as we, as men and women, uh, boys and girls, as long as we hold on to it, it cannot get purified. It cannot be refined. Mm -mm. It can be used for our purposes, not for God's purposes. Yeah, God can't take it if we won't let it go. If we don't acknowledge it and say, oh, here, he can't, He's not going to rip it out of our hands. And he chooses not to. Yeah. He chooses not to. It's it. The human heart is the one kingdom that God chooses not to usurp. It's well, and, something that we have to surrender. Well, and I think, too, it. there's a purpose in all of it. I mean, how many times have I prayed, Lord, just fix this. You can do it. I know you can do this. I wish that... Ugh, just fix it. And the answer is no. Uh, no. And I know that when the answer is no, it's be, it's, there's a reason for it. Being okay with the, oh, all right, well, what is it? And I think that it either it will, it will eventually go away, but I think you have to get to the point. I mean, just like with Paul and the thorn in his side, he knew that he had that for a reason. He knew that that existed for something. And what was it? So that he would be constantly reminded that he needed the Lord. I just was pulling that up on my Bible. <laughs> it says, three times I pleaded with the Lord in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and and that, that this should leave me, and then but. Yeah. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace power is made perfect in weakness. Now, I got to tell you, I mean, when I look at that, I say, you know, that seems so prideful, God, for you to just need me to be weak, need me to do this. But there's so much truth in this, that two strong uh, people trying to do the same thing in opposite directions get us nowhere. I mean, just picture a tug of war. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there has to be some, the weakness wasn't Paul saying, okay, I'm feeble and, and stuff like that. It's the weakness is, is the relinquishing the, the hold, the, the tugging at what is controlling us. And then Paul says this, therefore, because of this, 
This is the effect. He says, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. I mean, what would it look like? Okay, God, I don't know what you're doing right now in my heart. I don't know uh, about what I should be doing or not doing or um, where I feel being led. I'm tired of waiting. And we, we turn it around and say, thank you, God, for letting me wait. Thank you, God, for letting me wrestle with these things because the natural location that we find ourselves otherwise is that these things emotionally bring us down, control us, take our focus off of what God is doing from a 30,000 foot view. He says, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So he gets to this point where he says, for the sake of Christ, then I am content. We don't get contentment as quickly as a light switch turns on the lights. We get contentment through learning, through experience, through stopping ourselves from surrendering ground, from stopping ourselves from having to control the outcome of what might happen if we don't try to overpower God's trajectory. I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. He says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When we want to think, oh, Paul, you such a show off. You suck up. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so right. <laughs> such a brown nose or that Paul gosh I'm more like a beater where I get mad and say <laughs> get all wound up <laughs> and too passionate but that turned around I guess Peter started to use that passion for something else he hallelujah is, absolutely I I, uh, I think there's something to be said here and you know we we danced around Acts 3. Obviously, we won't get too far into it, but I think what's interesting after Acts 3 finds itself positioned uh, after Pentecost in Peter's first sermon and Peter's second sermon, and I, I wonder if after Pentecost, how much, how many of the, the apostles, the men and women, the people, the 3,000 that were added that day. I wonder how clear the future looked for them. <laughs> did, did Was there a revelation that all of a sudden they said, wonderful, this is what we should be doing and this is where we're going to go and we're going to send this missionary off named Paul and Barnabas and they're going to go over here and that. And No, I don't think so. No, I would agree with you. What did they do in the meantime? In the very first verse actually gives us I- insight. It says, now Peter and John, this is Acts 3, 1, were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. Yeah. While they were waiting, they were doing the same thing back in Acts 1. Yeah. Praying, devoting themselves to prayer, devoting themselves to study, devoting themselves to worship. And these are something to be said about that. Yeah, and they were opening themselves up for whatever whatever came across their path at that specific moment. Yeah. I celebrate a lot of, 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 of what you said earlier, especially that while 
we're unsure or while we're battling inside that we're still looking around. Yeah. We're still looking around and, and, you know, we're claiming these promises and saying, is this it, God? Is that it, God? Is, is this the person? And, and we're hearing what God might be prodding us or, or leading us to. And there is so much uh, benefit to our, our spiritual walk and our, um, our internal sanity <laughs> if we yeah. can let go. Yeah. Emily, thank you once again for joining us. And and those of you who have made it through uh, this episode, episode 11, if I would show you our notes uh, of where we wanted to go and where we ended up, um, it, it should just prove to you what we talked about today, that, uh, you know, we especially me, I really want to try to get, you know, point A to point B to point C and, and things like that. But we're very thankful that God leads us in directions Amen. and uh, brings us to places where what he exactly told and promised his disciples, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak. We thank you very much for joining us. We do invite you to reach out to us. And um, in our show notes, you're going to see our email addresses. If you would like to uh, write us or reach out to us, uh, feel free to do just that. And uh, we sure would be appreciative to hear from you. May God hold you in the palm of his hand. God bless.